Mary of Magdalene, whose feast that we celebrate today is called the Apostle to the Apostles. Just for the reason that we heard in the Gospel, the one who proclaimed, or one who witnessed the resurrection and proclaimed it to the Apostles first. I think it is in the year 2010 that Pope Francis made this feast for this reason, that she being the first Apostle and Apostle to the Apostles, a feast before it was an optional memorial. Last year, I remember when I said this Mass and gave the homily, I got a lot of questions in return, doubts. I don't know whether I would be, I'll be able to clear or make more questions and doubt today. You know, when we ask, who is Mary Magdalene? If you ask a catechism child, or you ask a secular person, and you ask a believer, let's say, who is somewhat known to the Bible, you will get all different questions. Catechism child not grown in faith, so that is, we shall not go into that, to her, that child. But suppose you ask a secular person, Mary of Magdalene, who may not be known to the Christian Bibles, etc. You will get a lot of explanation, starting from, she was, please understand me correctly, this is a wrong interpretation. Some will say she was girlfriend or married to Jesus or she was someone who was called a prostitute, a sinner and turned. Or you, you ask a believer who is somewhat into the Christian Bibles, the identity will not be very clear. It could be ranging from here, what we said, to anything else. Now, if you look at the Christian understanding, okay, there are what are called canonical Bibles. Those are the Bibles that are expected, or canonical Gospels, the four Gospels that are officially accepted by the Christian Church. Mark, Matthew, Luke, Gospel. Mark first, because Mark is the one who wrote first, though the order is Matthew, Mark, Luke, Gospel. Out of this, the first three are called the Synoptical Gospel, and John is the style is different. Mary Magdalene is mentioned in a way in all the four Gospels. We shall come to her identity. Now, there are Gospels that came out what are called Apocrypha Gospels, Apocrypha writing. Okay? Apocrypha means hidden. Hidden means not accepted. So these Gospels came out mostly in 2nd century, end of 2nd century. We know the Apostles, be it Mary Magdalene, or the apostles of Jesus at 12 or 11 would have died by the end of let's say the first century so in the second century when Christian church you know, the the way that is called was growing many fictional writings came out and they were all named after apostles gospel of Thomas gospel of Peter gospel of even Judas is there and also we have a gospel of Magdalene and now it is called, I think, the Berlin Codex because it was bought by somebody in Germany. And if you look, these are all from 2nd century. So in something coming in 2nd century can never be in their name. And most authorized Christian studies say that these are people who wanted to sell what is, let's make more popular. So they put names and made it associated with one of the apostles. So what is found there is need not be true correctly and of course many say the church is hiding this because lest revealed more secrets will come out there's no secrets 
to hide there that is not true but fictions and movies are taken from here and given human interpretations okay and made stories you if you have movies mary magdalene or looked at uh, jesus the superstar it all looks very different and that need not be the christian understanding and how the biblical historical events report now let's look at to how the gospels report about mary magdalene she is reported in all the four gospels and in most cases the synoptics mention her as the one who followed jesus or in the company of jesus one who supported jesus and the apostles mary of magdala or magdalene she is from a place called magdala which was at the seashore of galilee it was a place of trade and business so that is why mary of magdala so in the bibles we know when we write persons for example mary mother of jesus or betrothed to joseph so if mary of magdalene in a way let's just imagine had any association to jesus that way would not have been of magdala it would be mary there would be a closer identity to reveal so that is ruled out the second just coming to the gospel today you know the correct truth comes out from our minds when our exclamations come when jesus appeared to mary magdalene called her name mary she turned and the word that comes out is rabboni rabboni means master teacher not even lord lord would be little more closer in the relationship so that's a natural explanation so if it was somebody else for her you know the expression would be different so there is the scriptural evidence let's come to the gospels very often mary magdalene is understood as a woman caught in sin the woman whose name is not mentioned in the in the gospels so caught in adultery sometimes associated that she was a woman okay now this person we do not know because there is no identity no name mentioned in the gospel for second we know a woman a, a sinner woman who came and anointed the feet of jesus just when he was in bethany who is believed to be the sister of lazarus that is mary of bethany and sometimes mary of magdala is connected to this woman now the woman who wept at the feet of jesus and anointed again the identity is not very known but why this confusion so we have one caught in adultery we have mary of magdalene we have mary of bethany it was also a mistake that a church made a pope in his homily in the 5th century pope saint i think gregory who said and in his sermon he said the woman caught in adultery or the woman who anointed is mary magdalene and of course that is corrected later by pope i think pope paul the 6 that is not correct so there is no identity of mary magdalene as this but luke identifies in his gospel i think chapter 7 as from whom seven demons were cast out by jesus but is this demon is this demon or evil of prostitution need not be because there are many other deliverances that jesus did and they were not preferably necessarily into the sin of let's say adultery and evil could be anything okay so that is identity of mary of magdalene but we find her someone who followed jesus and standing at the foot of the cross along with mary the mother of jesus and at the resurrection 
Let's come to the Gospel of today, John. John reports here as going, Jesus having died. It is on the Sabbath day that he is buried. And it was being late, they would have not anointed. We know the Jewish belief, a person dies, the spirit they believed would remain for three days. The spirit would remain with them. And that is why if you look at the story of Lazarus, when Jesus comes, Mary, her sister says, it has already been four days that since he died, which means not even his spirit would be around according to the belief. And Mary of Magdalene, along with other women, they go to anoint early morning Sunday. That would be the Sunday early morning. And then according to the two gospels, what happens is they don't find him. They find the angels and they depart. And Mary of Magdalene, of course, runs to the apostles and reports that my Lord is not there. They have taken him away. And of course, today we have a shorter version of the gospel. Uh, main middle verses are not there. So the story is, we know Peter and John running. And John, being younger, runs faster, reaches the tomb, waits for Peter, and comes and sees. That is a scene. And then, of course, the disciples leave. They lose either hope or they are not much bothered. That is how the gospel reports. Peter and John, they leave. But Mary of Magdala is different. They say women can sense things better. They have a sixth sense. No? We men only identify, looks at the scene and get lost. But women are able to look and see beyond. And she waits on. And it is then that Jesus appears behind her. Why she did not see or recognize him? It could be that she was looking in front to the tomb. And she turned back and says, where did you put my Lord? Give it. And there is a calling, Mary. And it is then that she identifies. Dear friends, this is the call that the Lord does to each of us. Here was Mary in crisis, having missed, lost his, her Lord and in search and there is a calling mary and i think that is a call that the lord does to each of us in our crisis only when we look into the tomb as mary or when we look and when we turn and look at jesus only can we hear that otherwise we will only see the gardener or we will see somebody else but when we hear that i'm sure we will identify the lord then of course there is the, the exclamation Raboni. Again, as I said, Raboni is an explanation or exclamation that comes naturally. Nothing else, which means master. Someone who has healed, someone who has made her once again whole. I'm sure very often we give human interpretation how I am, what I am, what evil is in my heart to things that happen. And here is a person, God's son, who healed her and there is love. Love that is pure and there cannot be anything else. And the word that Jesus says, do not cling to me. This is another word that is often misunderstood. Why did Jesus say, don't cling to me? We know when you look at the resurrection in the Holy Trinity, it is single event no? in eternity. Resurrection, ascension, and Father, Son, and the Spirit is a single event. So the Lord says, I have not yet ascended to my Father. Go and tell my disciples, do not cling to me. 
Of course, the English word used is, it looks as if Mary was holding on to Jesus' feet. Don't go. Not that. The meaning, the original Greek is, do not be clinging. It is actually in the present continuous. Do not be staying on or do not be clinging on to me. Means, move on. Move on. The mission is to go and proclaim. And that is what she does. Dear friends, what is the message that we can take? In our morning prayer of the office, we have a wonderful saying. Again, it is from St. Gregory who concludes the reflection on Mary of Magdalene. Before that, did church or does the church underplay the role of women? In a way, yes, to be true. But if you look at Jesus, they were in the company of Jesus and they supported actually the mission of Jesus and the Apostles. Of course, only the Apostles were at the Last Supper, the Eucharist. You can take it for other interpretations. In an era or in a culture, women's witness, woman's witness was not taken for. It is she who is used as the first Apostle to proclaim. Why? Which means for the Lord there was no difference. And that is the message to us, all of us, that every person, every person, be it, as Paul would say, there is no slave, no free, no man, no woman, and no Gentile, no Jew. All are one in Christ. And each of us are called to this mission of witnessing Christ. And all are equal in that. We pray that all of us will become that. And I would like to end with the reflection that St. Gregory gives. And that is a consolation to each of us. Maybe we are all lost in sin. My past is too heavy. No? Or how I am is too heavy. But I think she stands here before us. No? Someone who had, at least by scriptural evidence, possessed several, seven devils. Seven, they say, is fullness. That means the perfect devils were there in her. But Jesus anointed her and made her the first apostle because she loved much. And that happens, I'm sure the response will come into us. As Saint Gregory says, she missed Jesus. In missing Jesus, she searched for him. And in searching, she did not find him. And not finding, she waited. And in the waiting, God revealed himself to her. Dear friends, where are we? We miss the Lord? Are we searching? Are we still waiting? The revealing is Jesus' work and he will. May we find him. There are moments we lose him. There are moments we don't find him. There are sins in us which block him from seeing. May the Lord heal us. May the Lord touch us. And may he reveal himself to us.